Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special edition of the Cliff Notes podcast. Now, usually we would release a Post-it Notes episode for tonight, but due to the limited um, high school schedule tonight, I think there was only like maybe one or two games tonight. I didn't really feel the need to record a separate show just for that. Um, the one score that we actually do have from tonight was... Central defeating Winnetonka in soccer 5 to nothing was the final score in that one. But due to us not releasing an episode of the Post-it Notes, we are actually going to be releasing our Week 5 Missouri 8-man football preview with Anthony Crane this week. Now, Devin was unable to join us this week. Devin is uh, prepping for three games that are going to be streamed this week on the Missouri 8-man football Facebook page. Um, that is... Um, I think one of them is up. Oric at Northwest Hughesville is the Thursday game. Archie at Bishop LeBlanc is the Friday game that's going to be broadcasted live. And then Saturday is Green Greenfield and um, Keatsville will be the Saturday afternoon game that's going to be broadcasted. Um, real quick, just want to shout out some sponsors. Um, want to shout out also the fine, always the fine folks at Tolly and Associates, um, Don Tolly and Company for. Um, all, all the work that they do. Thank you so much, Don, for everything there. Also want to shout out um, Dave and Jen Showbro once again. Thank you guys so much for your contribution this week. And also want to shout out um, Nikki Grom and the team at Barnes and Roofing for your sponsorship contribution as well. We're going to probably get some um, a few more um, businesses and individuals um, on board with the team this week and in the next couple of weeks. So it's going to be fun really to see um, – Thank you so much for everybody who's contributed. Um, also, Pat Lyle there at American Family Insurance. Thank you so much, um, Patrick, for your contribution as well. But without further ado, um, Anthony Crane took the time to join me later um, earlier on tonight to um, discuss um, the eight-man football poll for Week 5. Um, we're going to recap Week 4, including about Albany's big win over Worth County last week. And then we're going to preview the Week 5 slate, some of the big games and eight-man football this week, including Platte Valley at Albany is the big game this week. Number two, Platte Valley against number four, Albany. Um, number five, Worth County hosts number eight, King City. That's a matchup that we're going to talk about. And then um, East Atchison, who's number seven in the eight-man football poll, is hosting Rockport in a rivalry game this week. Without no further ado, here's my interview previewing everything in the world of Missouri eight-man football with Anthony Crane. And we're here on the Cliff Nuts Podcast. We are previewing the eight-man football slate here in Missouri for week five. My special guest at this time, there's only one of them this week. Please welcome my guest at this time, Mr. Anthony Crane. Anthony, how are you? Doing well, sir. Glad to, uh, glad to be on again. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we know uh, Devin's going to be prepping for a three- for a three-day week as far as uh, eight-man football broadcasts on the Facebook page, so... He's busy prepping for that, definitely. So we got Anthony Crane on, a great guest as always. So, um, Anthony, let's uh, go over the um, Missouri 8-man football poll real quick and then get your thoughts on it real quick. We're going to run down the poll for everybody this week. At number one, North Andrew remains the number one team in the poll despite their um, forfeit win over um, Northland Christian last week. Platte Valley moves up to two this week. Archie is three. Albany is four after their big win against Worth County, which we'll talk about more here in just a minute. Worth County is five, Drexel six, East Atchison seven, King City is eight, Oric is nine, and then rounding out the top ten is North Shelby. Others receiving votes, I'm tied at number 11, Lockwood and Stanberry, and then Bishop LeBlanc is number 13. 
those are the three teams on the outside looking in. So Crane, um, we we just read the poll there. Um, any um uh, any differences that you voted on, and um anything that stuck out to you as far as the poll this week? Um, you know, I thought it was it was pretty solid. Um, the only difference, and it's not again not a huge difference, and I I can't argue with the way it turned out, but I. You know, I've had North Andrew one and Archie two all year, um, and so it it say that away for me. Um, you know, Platte Valley again has a chance to um, you know kind of solidify that spot. And I think um, with some of these games, especially that one, whoever wins is going to make it real interesting next week. Um, as far as who's you know those number one votes, um, you know they've been pretty split all year amongst four or five teams, and that could make it real interesting um, with whoever wins that one. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but the rest of the poll, um, I mostly agreed with. Um, Worth County dropped five, but they're still really good. Um, it was just, you know, the first one to lose um, because I think you look at that top five, you know, Archie um, with the Drexel and situation, that injury, um, it it's such a final loss for them. But, you know, amongst the other teams – um, it's it's likely that they're all going to lose one at some point, you would think. Um, so I think that, but even if so, unless you know one of these teams just really falls off, I think you're going to see that top five the rest of the way, just in maybe in different orders every week. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, and like you said, you know, uh, I think the Platte Valley Albany winner could really make it real interesting there then with Archie Archie takes care of business next week North Andrew takes care of business that could be really really interesting as far as the eight-man football poll so um week four um we wrapped up week four last week so um any highlights for you as far as what stuck out to you last week I mean it had been the, the game I was at you know Albany and North County um you know I I know how good Kemper Klein is um, he's fantastic, but what really stuck stuck out to me was just the rest of that Albany team, you know, specifically that defense, um, because we've seen, you know, Worth County, you know, lesser competition, um, but that offense has been really explosive, and they did a great job of basically taking everyone out of that game, um, except for Tyler, who was great. Um, he ran the ball well. He, you know, made some great passes. Um, he's he looks even better, you know, just a few weeks in the season than he was even week one. Um, but, you know, to hold Dylan McIntyre to three receptions, he did have the one uh, touchdown, um, but Kimber Klein really shut him down when he was on him. Um, I was just so impressed with Albany defense. Um, and I think for Worth County, it'd be it'd be a good bit of a wake-up call in a way. You know, uh, I, love those, I love that program and those kids. They were really high on themselves. Um, and so this could be one of those losses. It grounds them a little bit, refocuses them, and they need to because it does not get any easier than the GRC moving forward for them. Uh, absolutely not. You know, Worth County has got a big test coming up here next week. But I think the uh, the first game we should talk about as far as week five, I think it is my eight-man football game of the week this week. Number two, Platte Valley traveling on the road to Albany to take on the fourth rake warriors. Um, as you just mentioned there, Albany got that big win over Worth County. I thought uh, Albany really caught my attention when they beat Stanbury 
a couple of weeks ago, but then like, you know, it's kind of one of those things where we thought, you know, is Albany in the, is in the, in the top of the eight man football world, they kind of in the middle tier. And I think last week really, um, really put them in that top tier there. So, um, Crane, I know you're going to be going to this game on Friday. So, um, your thoughts on this huge top four matchup in eight man football. Going to be ugly football. I mean, for most people, you know, especially in eight man, you expect lots of points. I do not in this one. Um, seeing Albany and then, you know, knowing Platte Valley, those are two really, really, really good defenses. Um, and the offenses don't match up well against the defenses. Um, you know, if Albany or Platte Valley is more of a team that could spread you out a little bit and throw it around, um, they may have a better shot that way. Um, but like I said, that, you know, front two lines of Albany, uh, held Casaval down. Um, and so when you're talking about Platte Valley, you're talking about Carter Luke. Um, now, I'm not saying that Casaval is on that same level. Um, not that he's not great, but like Carter Luke is, you know, you're talking about the best backs in the state. Um, but they don't really throw the ball well. Um, so I think it's going to be a lot of uh, those two lines going at it and who can win that. And, you know, it's the same with Albany. Albany did not run the ball well last week. You know, even Kemper Klein, for as crazy as he is, had 75 yards on like 15 carries. Not a great average. Um, they threw the ball well um, in in moments. Now it'll be interesting to see how they do that this week. Because Worth County, as we saw in the state title game, pass defense is not really their strength. Um, and it kind of bit them on Friday. I think Platte Valley is a little bit better in that area. Um, so I think that's that's where this game is going to come down. It's going to be, you know, I saw they go back to North Shelby and Stanbury last year in a game that was 14 to 13. Um, and it was just, you know, one or two mistakes cost Stanbury that game. And I think this could be similar um, because I don't, I just can't see one of these teams scoring a lot of points. Yeah, definitely. I think it definitely is going to come down to the defenses there. Um, you can uh, watch that game. I believe you can watch it on Albany TV this Friday. If you don't, if you don't, if you, uh, you can also follow Anthony Crane's Twitter also <laughs> if you want to update on that game also. But, um, you know, the next game that we're going to look at is the team on the other side of the equation of the game that we've talked heavily about um, over the past few minutes is Worth County. Worth County back at home this week against a um, a tough King City team. Um, obviously, King City's only loss was to North Andrew by a couple touchdowns. That was back in week one. But I think this is the Kings. We've we've talked about it for several weeks now. King City is a better team than they mm -hmm. than we thought they were going to be in the preseason. But um, you know, this is a, a tough test for King City. But I think you know also it's a tough test for Worth County to see if they can actually respond. After last week's after last week's game against Albany, so your thoughts on that matchup? I'm interested to see how Worth County handles this. I was in King City um, for the Pattonsburg game, and Pattonsburg had some success uh, throwing the ball early in that game. Now, eventually, the defensive line wore them down, and you know the game got out of hand. I don't know if they can do that against Worth County. And so I'll, I'm interested to see how Worth County runs their offense um, because if I, I think if they try to play in a box, um, that makes it tougher on them. But I think this is a game where, again, you kind of spread them out a little bit. 
use your big receivers, let your quarterback run rounds. And I think that's what they need to do in this one because that King City defensive line is massive. And on the flip side, you know, King City and how they defend the pass, whether that was just the plan last week was to put your guys kind of on an island and let your line win. Or, you know, if that's the defense they run and that's what they're going to stick with. Offensively for King City, it's not pretty. It's it's very simple. It's it's effective. And, you know, when I watched them week one against North Andrew, it was a bit concerning. It wasn't pretty. Um, they didn't have much success. Maybe credit North Andrew and that defense for that as well. Um, but the last three weeks, it's been, you know, spectacular. Um, and so I'll be curious how they – how they adjust to the Worth County front. Because like I said, when we were talking about the Albany game, they shut down that running game. So I'm interested to see if King City can get those guys moved. And I think there's there's a chance to that because, again, big guys up front. Worth County isn't small, uh, but King City is bigger. So I think this one kind of comes out, again, to the defenses and um, how – you know, each offense kind of what their game plan is and how they attack the other one. Yeah, I think so too. I think it definitely for that, especially for King City, because, you know, I mean, here's the question though. I mean, if if it comes down to a kid, King City go score for score with Worth County, if it really comes down to it, if it does become a shootout there. So that's going to be a question that's going to be answered this Friday night in Grant City. So another matchup that we're going to talk about is seventh-ranked East Atchison there at home this week, taking a Rockport at a Highway 275 matchup. Um, I think it's a, I think it's going to be an interesting matchup for Rockport to kind of see if Rockport can get themselves into the um, middle of the tier as far as eight-man football. This is going to be a big test for them this Friday night going to EA. Yeah, and it, I think it's a bigger game for – East Atchison. In uh, the game I watched with South Holt was not blown away. Um, and I know they were disappointed with their performance. They just, uh, they made a lot of mistakes um, and they just didn't play well for three quarters. Um, eventually South Holt wore down. And so the game got a bit out of hand, but it wasn't pretty for them. And, you know, transit property is a weird thing, but, you know, Platte Valley, you know, really put a beating on Rockport. Um, so now if, you, if you're if EA and you think, hey, we should be considered for the top of that conference, I think they'll still finish no lower than second. You need to have a strong performance against your rival. Um, because if not, the, there may be some doubt that kind of creeps in. And that, and again, maybe not. I don't know. It's They're high school kids, you know. <laughs> their attitude towards things changes by the minute, but I do think it's important for them to come out and play well. And for Rockport, you want to play well because, you know, you're probably going to finish third in the conference, but you don't want to be so far behind the top two that um, you kind of, again, lose that confidence when you face tough opponents. Um, you don't want to get beat by both of those teams by 40 and their, their veteran team, um, with a trio of runners that are really good. Uh, you know, a lot of teams have one guy, five, six, seven, 800 yards. Uh, they have three guys that rush for over 400 yards each. 
Um, and I think it'd be a good test for them. You know, I haven't seen Rockport this year, um, but EA is not small up front and they're fast on defense. Um, so I'll be curious to see how that one goes. I think it'll be a nicer day um, than what we're going to see in these games Friday with all the rain and, you know, cool weather moving in. So it'd be interesting. Um, I hope it's a good game. I think for EA, they hope it's not. So we'll just see how that one goes. Yeah, absolutely. Those three matchups would definitely be uh, definitely fun to watch. So um, other matchups that we got going on here, There's um, here's the deal, though. Three face three opportunities to catch eight man football on the Missouri eight man football page this week. Um, starting on Thursday, Oric will be at Northwest Hughesville. Friday, um, they're going to be here in St. Joe as Archie number three Archie visits Bishop LeBlanc, and then Saturday at two p.m. Greenville at Keatsville. Those are the eight man football streaming schedules there. So, um, Anthony, um, anything you want to plug before we um, anything we you want to plug or anything? Any other thoughts on the world of eight man football before we let you go? Um, no, I think we've, we've about covered this week. Um, you know, I think it's a, there's a solid group of games, you know, when we were doing the podcast earlier and we do our little draft, um, to pick games, it was a lot tougher this week, um, with good teams playing good teams. Those teams are struggling playing each other. Um, and I think you kind of see that with, uh, Devin's broadcast schedule. Um, it's a good chance, you know, for Keatsville Greenfield teams that have struggled, um, to kind of play a team that's close to their competition level, and I think that could be end up being a good game. Um, other than that, you know, I know we we see, uh, you know, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or whatever it is, uh, we appreciate all of you um, to the thousand people that read, you know, that long, drawn-out story about every game this week. I appreciate you. Uh, I know Devin appreciates all the people that watch. Um, so, yeah. That's yeah, all I got. Absolutely. I definitely hear, uh, uh, just like Missouri, a football, the cliff notes podcast, it wouldn't be anything without its fans and without its supporters. So, um, I appreciate everybody as well. And I appreciate you, Anthony, for coming on here and talking this week. I know Devin's doing a lot of uh, pre-gaming and a lot of preparation for three games this week. Um, so, um, thank you for taking See, the that's, time. That's the difference. That's the <laughs> difference. I grab a program when I get to the game and then when something happens, I'll be like, wait, who's that kid? And then I'll look it up. <laughs> fly by the seat of my pants yeah yeah i do a little bit i do a little bit of pre-game but then like um i, I look at the roster so i i know enough going into the game so um so i definitely i definitely appreciate you anthony thank you so much for everything um that you've done for this podcast this year and for all the years in the past so um definitely enjoy that game in albany this friday i will definitely be following that from afar should be a fun one um can't wait to actually watch that at Albany TV after the after I get back from Benton this Friday night. So, um, Anthony, thank you so much for coming on, and I um we'll um we'll talk to you next week. All right, buddy. See you.